Welcome back to Plus Her, a Stepmom's Journeys podcast. I am your host, Anne Laurie Forbes, stepmom to two amazing boys. And on this podcast, I share my personal journey as well as the journey of other stepmoms to pass on lessons learned, tips, and any advice to all my fellow stepmamas out there. With every episode and every story shared, we aim to change the evil stepmom narrative. We want to get to know her, understand her, and appreciate her. Hey, beautiful people. Thank you for joining us for another episode. On today's episode, we have Allison joining us, creator of the Stepmom Club community and fellow stepmom to two boys. Welcome to the Plus Her podcast, Allison. Thank you. So happy to be here. I'm happy to have you. So I'd like to start with the beginning of their journey because I'm always curious to know how did they become a stepmom? So tell me a little bit about the beginning of your journey and how it all started. Absolutely. So I've been involved in the boys' life, now teenagers, but when I first started to get involved in their lives, they were really young. So they were four and five. My husband and I were just friends at the time, but I loved the kids and uh, we started our relationship fairly early. And then once their dad and I started dating, it was a really easy transition for them because they already knew me from when we weren't dating. So it took them a little while actually to catch on that we were seeing each other. (laughs) I think it was great that we established our relationship completely separately from just, you know, me being someone that was dating their dad. So that was really special. And I think that helped our transition into me being their stepmom. Yeah, absolutely. They got to see you and your husband form that relationship, made made sure that was solid, and then, you know, introduced the different dynamic to the family, which would be you becoming their stepmoms. It was a natural progression. Yeah, absolutely. You got married and now you're officially in their lives. You guys all moved in together. How was that transition to being with them on a more full-time basis? That's a great question. So I... I always tried to involve myself and in, myself in things that they were doing. So Caleb's really into baking. And um, so we bake together all the time. We try to challenge ourselves and find new fun uh, recipes that we want to try. And Brayden and I bond over running. So uh, we talk about, you know, cross-country practice and uh, we go on runs together. So I think that it's really been nice for me to be able to share hobbies that they have. And that's really helped our transition just because we've maintained those special relationships and us being in the same household and being in the same family has given us the time for us to really bond over some of the things that, you know, I knew they enjoyed, um, but just making sure I was able to share something with them. uh, And it's been really great. I love that because when I first started my journey, I was so focused on, you know, having these great big family adventures, but it was all, if I'm honest, it was all for me, right? Like I just wanted this picture perfect family and I wanted to do all these great adventures. And meanwhile, like my sons just, they just wanted to go to the park and play catch, for example. So I love that you talk about how you made sure to bond with them by doing an activity that you both enjoyed. It was mutual interest and not just something that you wanted to do, but you made sure to um, basically learn what they loved individually and bond with them in that way. I I love that. that. That's a great reminder. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. Absolutely. 
we've talked offline before and you told me the living arrangements is a little different. You have one of them full-time and the other one is not with you full-time. So tell me a little bit more about that and how that has affected the dynamics within your family. So uh, the oldest, he chooses to live with us full-time and that happened, that transition happened when he was 12, but fully it came to fruition when he was 13. And really, he was never asked to stay at his mother's house. When he said he wanted to start to stay with us more and started making those decisions, there wasn't any pushback from her. And I think that that stung a little bit because he was going through a time where he wanted to feel wanted. Um, But he's a fairly closed off uh, child. And, you know, we try to get him to open up and, you know, explain things. But unfortunately, I think that he was going through a lot that no one really understood he was going through. I mean, teenage years is, you know, rough on everyone. I think we, you know, as parents need to have this heightened sense of responsibility to make sure that we're helping our children open up and making sure they feel loved and wanted. So I think that led to, you know, a lot of what our situation is today. But the younger, he chooses to go to his mom's house, I would say maybe 30% of the time. He's with us for the majority. And I think that's great, especially because I want to make sure him and his brother have a a really good relationship, even though there is time that's spent apart. I think that, you know, the younger one feels he still has this connection and he works really hard to still maintain that relationship. But it, it definitely causes a little bit of a strain because he looks at his brother and he says, you know, this is my mom's house and it's your mom. You know, why aren't we together here? And he doesn't 100% get it, I think, because they're in two totally different places, just, you know, as people. The oldest one, he's the one who decided to live with you guys full time. Does he visit his mom's place at any time? So he had actually decided himself that he would go over for holidays. And that decision was made really when he told us outright that he wanted to stay with us full time. He said, you know, but I'll go over there on holidays. And I think that some of that was that he knows that he should. What I've seen over the past couple years is that those holidays have really slimmed down. So before it was Mother's Day was a holiday, New Year's was a holiday, Thanksgiving was a holiday. Um, However, today, if you were to ask him, holidays are just Christmas and uh, that's about it. So (laughs) I think that he felt some sort of responsibility, but unfortunately, the more time he spent away, the more strained that relationship has gotten. And now he feels uncomfortable. Presence really known there. And that's what I was going to ask you. Has he communicated with you or his father how he feels when he goes over there? Has he communicated that he feels lonely or rejected or he doesn't feel like he fits in? The feeling of loneliness and rejection is definitely there. Instead of he goes for Christmas, for example, this past year, being overwhelmed with love and support from his family, they criticized him a little bit for, you know, not knowing the names of some people or um, not having a deep relationship with the other kids, with his cousins, you know, and it depends on who you ask. Everybody's going to have a different opinion. But Mm -hmm. in my opinion, it's our job as the adults to reach out to the children, not the other way around. Um, Just their heads aren't fully formed, you know, they don't have the ability to see it like we do. And so I think from that, he definitely feels that disconnect. And it's really, you know, just made that strain 
were so unfortunate. I think he doesn't have the words to necessarily articulate how he feels. He must sense the divide almost. And that's unfortunate. And like you said, there was no pushback from his mom when he decided to stay with you guys full time. And it seems that obviously we don't know her side of the story, but it seems to me like she's not even put in effort to have him around more and have him be more included in those family events and activities so that he would be able to have more of a relationship with that side of the family and that and that's that's just so unfortunate exactly and I think one of the things to keep in mind you know no matter what your relationship is dad mom stepmom bonus mom whatever you know I think that we all need to really focus on consistency with our kids just because I think they crave that sense of knowing that they are loved and cared for and things are the same. Maybe not, you know, you have to eat breakfast at a certain time every day, not to that extent, but just more so, you know, my mom gives me a hug every day. She tells me she loves me. She, you know, just really simple things. Um, Whereas one of the times that he lost or that his birth mom had lost some of the connection there had been multiple times that she had said, you know, I'm going to pick you up on a Saturday that I pick up your brother and we're going to all go out to lunch. Well, mm-hmm. that only happened one time. And so then he feels like I don't want to get my hopes up when I'm just going to be let down. You don't take the time to realize how much it affects the children, especially depending on this age group, because it affects depending on where they are in life, you know, teenager, younger children, it affects them differently. And depending on the phase that they're in, they have different needs. Do you as the stepmom, the bonus mom, do you feel more pressure to make sure that he feels extra love and wanted in your home, seeing as he doesn't feel that at his biological mother's house? Do you feel that pressure? Absolutely. I think it's unfortunate as, you know, a stepmom that in the back of my mind, I always feel like there's something I can't give him, right? Because regardless of how awesome I am, there's still going to be a disconnect with someone else. And I constantly have to remind myself that you can only control the controllable and that mm-hmm. I can be the most awesome stepmom that I can be and share passions with and teach him and show him how much I love him. And I need to not focus so much on the hurt that he feels in other areas of his life. Um, I often try to minimize some of that pain just by letting him know I'm there to listen and really just being somebody that he can confide in. I just have to remember for myself that there's only so much that I can do because I can't take away, you know, the hurt in another area. And I think that for a long time that was really giving me some stress. You know, I want to fix everything. I want him to feel okay. I mean, he's my son. But at the end of the day, there's only so much that you can do. And if I was able to, you know, just share with other stepmoms, it's just me too. You know what I mean? Like we always Mm -hmm. all feel like that, I'm sure in one way or another. Yeah, we absolutely do. Just to share a little bit of you know, my recent feelings, actually, I think it was just over the Christmas holidays where I was, you know, beating myself up and just trying to think like, am I doing enough for my boys? Am I doing enough? Am I enough? Do they feel the love? You know, just kind of beating myself up about it. And my husband had to remind me, like, trust me, 
they see what you do they see the effort they know you love them they love you and just continue to be consistent with that love with that affection with the quality time and don't beat yourself up for it they do realize they may not be able to vocalize it but they do see the effort that you put in so from one step mama who was feeling that way I'd like to pass that on to you what my husband told me (laughs) over the holidays is I am sure that you know as much as like you do feel the pressure to you know make sure he's loving this not I am sure he does feel love and I'm sure that he sees all of the time the effort and everything that you've put in to building that relationship with him so I'm just passing that on from my husband <laughs> who shared that <laughs> who reminded me who reassured me because you know sometimes we do need that reassurance but my husband who reassured me I'm passing that on to you <laughs> thank you so much I do appreciate that we no. we all need a little pump up every here and now oh absolutely okay so- Another question I wanted to ask you is seeing how the biological mother seems to favor the youngest one over the oldest one. How do you manage and how do you make sure that you don't favor one over the other? How do you make sure it's consistent across the board, doing more for the oldest one because you're trying to compensate? How do you? I try to remind myself that I have an individual relationship with each of the boys. So making sure that I reach out to both of them and talk to both of them, know what's going on in each one of their lives. And really, even though the younger one isn't with us every day, we typically find a way to see him on those days um, just because we do have a lot of responsibility for like clubs that he's in, like the youngest is in art club. And so picking him up and dropping them off for art club and we always go as a family to the oldest cross-country meet so going to that we see him on those days because we pick him up and take him with us um so there's a lot of time really that we're spending even if he's not staying the night at our house Mm -hmm. um he's with us a lot so it's really pretty easy for me to make sure that i'm developing the relationship equal but separately is how i like to think about it so i'm making sure that I have equal relationships as in, you know, time spent, try to money, do money spent, you know, try, try as hard as I can to make everything equal. But at the end of the day, I try to remember that there, there are separate relationships, but they're, they should be equivalent to each other in terms of time. Right. I get that. And how would you say that this affected the relationship between the boys in terms of the oldest one having the strained relationship with his mother and not going over there as much and the youngest one having a closer relationship with the mother how would you say it has affected their relationship do you think there's any feelings of maybe jealousy or resentment or hurt between them yeah and I think what's visible more so is the youngest feelings I think he feels that he wants his brother to go with him and he doesn't exactly understand why he doesn't I don't think that the oldest is ready to share that information with him um, or really even to say it out loud because I don't think my husband and I have got the full story if I'm being completely honest on why mm-hmm. he doesn't go. But I definitely feel like the youngest has a longing for him to have that relationship. Brayden yeah. has expressed before that, you know, if my mom wants me to come, then she can ask me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, however, on the flip side, for the youngest birthday last year he went over to stay with him because he was asked 
you know, mm. to the end, I said, hey, it's my birthday. I'd love for you to come over and just hang out with us, spend time with us. So I think he did that for his brother, and he recognizes that there's some hurt there. Well, my heart breaks for the oldest, and I think that the hurt is fresh, so he's not able to talk about it. The hurt is too deep, and of course, he's young, so um, this is something that maybe he'll be able to communicate when he's older, how the situation made him feel. But I'm happy to hear that not only he has a stepmom who loves him and takes the time to bond with him, but that this hasn't really affected the relationship between the brothers. The youngest doesn't really understand, but there's no divide and I'm happy to hear that because that would have been the worst to have a divide between the siblings right that would have been even harder for him to deal with because there's already a strained relationship with his mother but the divide between the siblings would have been it would have been too much so I'm happy to hear that there's no divide there so I'd like to ask you like what has being a stepmom taught you about yourself oh geez that's a loaded (laughs) question (laughs) I definitely think I'm more compassionate than I ever thought. Um, I'm someone that, you know, I think if I were to ask someone to look at me and say, you know, what do you look like from the outside in? It would be completely different than, you know, what I would say. Because being a stepmom is hard. I mean, (laughs) some of the things that you think and, you know, you go back and forth with in your own mind, I think that really difficult and mm-hmm. learning to love myself has been really difficult you know you make mistakes and you know moms dads, stepmoms everybody makes mistakes but it's really taught me compassion I think compassion for myself compassion for the kids and their situations compassion for my husband because there's so much that he goes through because of the whole situation right and I think that you know it's just really really been the easiest road not at all it's such a unique experience and I always say that it's an emotional roller coaster so I definitely agree if we all had a little bit more compassion for each other and the journeys that we are on it would definitely help us so I agree with that and I and I love that what piece of advice would you give to a new stepmom someone who's just beginning this is the beginning of it I would say a couple things I think I would say to take it one step at a time just like people say to new moms, they say, you know, baby doesn't come with a handbook. Well, neither does being a stepmom. <laughs> but can I say and, that I wish that it did? Yeah, it exactly. Did. Me too. <laughs> I guess between you and I, we're trying to make it that way, right? right. <laughs> Starting a group, a podcast. <laughs> there you go. I wish that it did. <laughs> yeah. So I think just, you know, being willing to learn uh, from your own mistakes because there's going to be plenty that are made um, but just learning from those and understanding that it's not truly a mistake unless you, know, you don't learn from it so just giving yourself a little bit of grace in those times where it seems difficult um, I would also say take some time to yourself so not just necessarily with your significant other I would say you know take time with your significant other and take time with your family but you also need time for you to just be you and take care of yourself and love yourself. Go get your nails done, get your hair done, read a magazine, take a drive, whatever that looks like to you. I would just say to do that because it helps you to clear your mind and your head and ultimately keep yourself sane because uh, you're going to need to do that. You'll be going up and down and up and down on that emotional roller coaster. So you'll need that alone time to regroup for sure. 
Exactly. For sure. Okay, since you talked about having compassion for your husband, because of course he has his own set of concerns and issues that he goes through. But I wanted to ask, how can husbands help us? How can husbands help their wives in our step-parenting role? I really think that husbands need to keep in mind how different, you know, this is for us. It's a very unique situation, you know, and being a stepmom comes with a whole unique set of struggles. Um, but I don't think that anyone in any other situation can understand. Um, being a mom is very different. You know, you have your biological child. Being a dad is different. You know, that's your biological child. Being a stepdad is different because the nurturing aspect of being a mother, stepmom, or birth mom is completely different from, you know, being a stepdad or a dad, just because family dynamics are different, right? right. So I think just understanding that this is a very unique situation and that you can't always understand, I guess. Don't try to always give me answers. Sometimes I need to, you know, hear what your thoughts are. And, oh, by the way, I don't need your two cents about, you know, your feelings on the situation. We'll get to those in a minute, right? But I need some time <laughs> for you just to hear me. <laughs> and then we can work through everything together. But if we're always talking about our feelings, we're not going to get to the the real in-depth reasons why I might be struggling. So I think that's really, really important is to be listening truly to each other and not about our necessarily joint feelings about certain situations because our feelings are coming from two totally different places. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And that's, once again, you just gave us another great reminder. Uh, I appreciate how can we remain positive through the ups and downs of the journey? Sometimes when we're experiencing a low, sometimes just don't know how to get out of it. Say, I'm not always the best at that. I'm, I'm definitely working on it. I try, you know, my hardest to remain positive, but there's some times, you know, that I can definitely go down, down a rabbit hole that probably isn't the best for me mentally, you know, just thinking about, you know, I shouldn't have said this, or I should have done this better, or I should have supported yeah. in this way. And um, I think just I, it, a lot of it for me goes back to grace and understanding that, you know, sometimes we make mistakes and, you know, we can turn that around. One of the things I'm working on right now is instead of apologizing for things, and I'm teaching my kids this as well, instead of saying, for example, I'm sorry I was late, turn that into a positive. Instead of focusing on what I did that was negative, turning it around and focus on the positive and say, thank you for waiting for me. So oh, focusing on what the other person is doing well, um, mm -hmm. which is something that's positive, not something that you know, I love that. I'm going to practice that change of perspective. What are you hoping that people who will listen to this episode, what, what are you hoping they will gain from your story? I hope that they understand that, you know, not every person's journey is going to be the same. Just like we were talking about earlier with the handbook, they're not being a handbook. No one person's journey is going to look like another person's. Um, but I would say, I hope that they realize that, you know, we are a group of women that is trying to change that dynamic, you know, that wicked stepmom type look, mm -hmm. you know, um, we're trying to help people to understand that we're another person to love this child. And no matter what that looks like from a time perspective, how much time you have the kid, whatever amount of time that you have is a chance for you to give them a hug and tell you, tell them 
that you love them and just make sure that you're a positive influence on their life. Absolutely. And as you just mentioned, the wicked stepmom um, narrative, you know that my podcast is all our mission is to change that evil stepmom narrative. So I wanted to ask you, in your opinion, what can we do to change that evil stepmom narrative? Yeah, and I think really just loving each other. I mean, and I know how hard it is sometimes to love the birth mom, considering everything that they put you through and put your husband through and put your kids through. But at the end of the day, they brought me, or the birth mom of, you know, my kids brought me two beautiful children that I couldn't live without. I always try to tell people that this isn't the life that I imagined for myself. You know, when I was four years old, picking out a dress that I wanted for my wedding day. Um, (laughs) But now it's, you know, the life I couldn't live without. And um, so that in part to um, the birth mom of my kids. So trying to just find a way to be positive in all aspects of the journey, just understanding that there's something good about everyone out there and it's not going to be always easy to remember, but it's going to bring you a little bit of peace. I agree with you. No one grows up wanting to be a stepmom. No one is like, I can't, <laughs> like, I want to grow up and be a stepmom. It, that's not how it is. But I love, <laughs> right. to, I love to connect with other stepmoms and share the stories and share the positivity from the story and to show, you know, that we are out here pouring love onto these children and we love them like they're our own. And, you know, we're just here to add to their lives and not take away or not come with negative intentions right we come with some pure intentions and I just love to hear like I love to hear other stepmoms reassure me with that like confirm that that's exactly what we're doing that helps to change that evil stepmom narrative so I love that exactly thank you for sharing that let's talk about the stepmom club which I'm grateful to be a part of. Thank you for having me a part of that. I want you to tell us a little bit about the Stepmom Club. Tell me the purpose and the mission behind it. And why did you decide to start that community? Absolutely. So first of all, the Stepmom Club is not uh, a Facebook group because I wanted it to be all-inclusive of everyone, regardless of their choice to be on or off of social media. And I decided to start it because I love connecting with people. And I think, like I had mentioned earlier, this is such a unique position. You know, uh, we can talk to our friends or our, you know, neighbors or parents or anyone else that's been a step parent. Mm -hmm. However, a lot of times they're too close to the situation. So they have so much emotion built up about, you know, how you feel about it and they're afraid to tell you things or they want to tell you too much or whatever. Um, sometimes connecting with people that are in very similar situations but are not so close to it can give you a new view that you didn't realize or make you look at something differently. And that's really why I started the group because I wanted to be able to connect with other stepmoms and bonus moms that feel like, you know, they have a story that they want to tell. They want a little bit of advice. They want encouragement, but they don't want it necessarily from someone that's so close and emotional about their particular situation. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to give everyone a way to connect, uh, truly feel accepted and welcome, you know, even if it's somebody just to say, you know, you've got this or like me too or anything, you know, it's just nice to hear. Um, We're working on getting uh, membership up right now. So I would love for everyone to share the link and um, gain new members. 
post about two topics a week. I encourage every member to post their feelings, their struggles. Um, it doesn't have to be something about one of the topics that are posted. Feel free to share they feel led to. That's amazing. And from a stepmom who, at the beginning of my journey, I did not have a community like this to turn to, to even be able to vent, express my feelings, or ask for some guidance and for tips. So coming from that and not having that, I appreciate it. And I thank you for creating that community because it's really needed. We may want to express certain things to our husbands, but they can't fully understand it because they're not in our shoes. And so to, to have a circle of friends who are stepmoms and you can be honest about your feelings, that is really important in the stepmom journey. So thank you for creating that community and thank you for having me a, a part of it as well. I, I really appreciate it. Absolutely. We're so happy to have you. Thank you. So I will make sure to include that information in the show notes so that the listeners be a part of it as well. And like you said, you're trying to have the membership go up. So definitely any stepmama who would like a community where you could express your feelings, you can be real. I will definitely share that information. So Allison, I'd like to thank you for sharing your journey with us. I'm sure that a fellow stepmama could relate to your story and she's learned how to navigate, you know, her blended family. So thank you for being on the podcast and helping us be one step closer to changing that evil stepmom narrative. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. If you're enjoying this podcast and have not already done so, please be sure to rate it and subscribe for more. And if you enjoyed today's episode, why not leave a review? Listen, I would love to continue this conversation with you. So connect with us at plus her on Instagram and Twitter. Upload a picture of this episode and tag us hashtag plus her podcast. And for those of you who are shy, shoot me an email. Hello at plus Tell me what resonated with you the most from today's episode. What struck a chord? Last but not least, I want you to remember to share this episode with a stepmama who needs it. Share it with a friend. Remember, sharing is caring. Until next time, hugs and kisses.